0: All right. Good morning, everybody. And welcome in Miller and Condon on the Tuesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106.3 on the FM dial. Welcome to the program. It's Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours, uh, talking sports, a lot of baseball conversation, a lot of, uh, football conversation, both, both college and pro. Trent and I will give you our mock top 10 draft and the NHL entry draft, which happens tonight. What? You're not ready? I, I didn't do my prep for that one, sorry. <laughs> no, neither did I. Any, no, of course we won't. We won't touch it. Uh, but we will get into baseball and football. Uh, as baseball, boy, what an active day in sports, and today promises to be just the same. And this week we start college football midweek, right? A Wednesday game?
1: Yeah, and there's supposed to be a little bit more going on with uh, with the games. I think there was a game that was actually canceled this week or postponed. Lafayette was supposed uh, I'm, to I'm play. I'm a week ahead of myself, Yeah, Trent. Appalachian State. That was originally scheduled for this Wednesday. That game has been postponed, though, for the raging Cajun, so instead they'll play Coastal Carolina first place and the Big 12 in line, on, line, on the line for that one, right?
0: I guess if you want to look at it that way, right? They both did some damage back on September the 12th. Should they get the Sugar Bowl berth? No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Iowa State's in the Sugar Bowl. Oh, okay. Come on. Yes. We figured that out yesterday, right? Uh, Yeah, well, we did. And October 24th is massive. As we know, boy, Oklahoma State's getting a lot of national love. Uh A lot of national love as uh, national college football people try and wrap their arms around the Big 12 Conference, and they seem to have settled in on the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. Here's what we've got coming up on the program today. Yes, the BMW of Des Moines guest list is out. Uh, We're going to talk baseball at the bottom. Bottom of the hour with our friend Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. Yesterday was fun. Boy, those Astros, man. Those Astros and the country hates them. But you know what? It might be good for baseball, and for October baseball in particular, to have this team stick around at least one more series. Matt Snyder at 10.30. John Walters is the voice of Iowa State. He'll be here to kick off the 11 o'clock hour, and then uh, late in the program, about 11.35, 11.40-ish, our friend Mac uh, Frank Schwab uh, from uh, YahooSports.com. He's their NFL columnist. He's a Wisconsin grad, so we'll talk about Wisconsin, and Jack Cohen the, uh, with the news there that he's not going to be an- able to answer the bell. We'll do NFL and I'm sure a little Big Ten West with Frank coming up at about 10.35. Sound good? That sounds like a great day. And uh, as we look back at what
1: we saw last night, do you start with the Chiefs or do you start with the Packers?
0: You know, I almost think, because I wasn't really blown away by the Chiefs Mm -hmm. yesterday, and maybe that had something to do with the Patriots defense. But again, this Aaron Rodgers cat, he's pretty good. Uh, Trent, I mean... As we said yesterday, you I think you said it yesterday, they're going to call up two guys off the practice squad, mm-hmm. and we'd never heard of them, and it didn't matter, uh, because number 12 is going to put the ball right where it needs to be placed. 27 out of 33, four touchdowns yesterday for Aaron Rodgers, who is playing as well this year, and I don't know if it's – if it's um, I, sure, is some of it predicated on the up yours taking Jordan Love a little <laughs> bit, but I think it's maybe more so year number two of Lafleur and Rogers coming together, and there seems to be a real comfort there.
1: You know, it's so crazy looking back that summer before Lafleur's first season. You kind of wondered, yeah, was it going to work? You know, Gutakust was getting some arrows. Yes. The GM slung his way boy, this roster doesn't look very good. Mm -hmm. What are they doing on the defensive side? The offensive line is regressing. They're, of course, not putting weapons around. They go out and draft a couple of running backs. Why are you drafting multiple running backs? All these things. And then it was Lafleur versus Rodgers. These two guys are not getting along. They do not see eye-to-eye in the way that games are going to be called and played. And they go out and go 13-3. Then you have this past April. They draft a quarterback (laughs) in the first round. They don't... Again, bring in offensive weapons, at least at the wide well, where receiver did they, position. They
0: drafted Dylan, who hasn't made an impact at he all. He hasn't. And, and where's the spot for him? Yeah, Exactly. I mean, Jerry Jones isn't going to take. No. Aaron off. Jones
1: is a top 10 running back in the league. Uh-huh. And
0: Williams is a pretty nice
1: backup. Pretty yep, nice compliment yep. when they drafted two guys in mm-hmm. the same draft at the running back position. Yet here they are, not only the clear favorite to win the division, yep. clear favorite to, I remember, I guess i got to catch myself here because there's only one bye. I was mm-hmm. going to say a clear favorite to get one of the right, buys, but right. there's only one. Yep. So that does make it a little bit more difficult, but still. They don't play Seattle, do they? I think we looked at this before, and I don't believe they will. And it feels like we get that game every single year. Yeah, I'm looking at it and right now. Fortunately, no, we, we don't. don't this year. We
0: don't. They're on a buy this week. Texans, Vikings, Niners, Jags, Colts, Bears, Eagles, Lions, Panthers, Titans, Bears. Outside of the road trips to mm-hmm. Tampa. Oh, well, Tampa Bay's coming up after the buy, right.
1: And the Colts in November.
0: It's not an overly daunting uh-huh. schedule. Back are to back salty, Trent. Back-to-back 13 and threes? Could be. Not yeah. a stretch. No, nope, I don't think it is. That's asking them to lose three games, and they're not going to. Yeah, I think that's conceivable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but There'll a be a division game three. that
1: they lose, and you kind of scratch your head. It seemingly happens every single mm-hmm. year with basically everybody. Mm-hmm. But
0: they get the Bears twice. They don't get the Lions on Thanksgiving this year, do they? I don't think
1: they no, do. No, uh, their next game is in December
0: when they play the Lions. Well, so, who did the Lions get on Thanksgiving? Do you even know? I'm uh, going to look right now. You no, know, that's another thing we
1: always have lockstep uh, right? Texans.
0: Ooh, ooh, really? T V for that know, one, huh? Who will be that well Romeo Cornell is the head coach as we know now. You know, this Bill O'Brien uh, situation, look he did he got his team to the playoffs every year, but the 0 four star I didn't realize, I just read a piece before the show here today. Whoever gets that GM job, Trent, mm-hmm. this can be a god awful football team. They'll be drafting very Early, well, they were supposed to be drafting mm-hmm, right. very early in 2021. They don't have a first or a second round pick. They went to Miami, who's going to draft pretty early in their own right, and they don't need a quarterback. Um, I'm getting way ahead of ourselves <laughs> yeah, here, yeah. but we got just, to see two of first, right? But just my point. I mean, whoever gets that GM job, good luck. We'll see you in the third round of the NFL draft.
1: That's how you got to get things started. Right. You traded away
0: DeAndre Hopkins, was who was unbelievably, who was a star. Yes. For David Johnson, For David, who was a nice player, he was a really good player. But running healthy. backs are
1: dime a dozen, right? Didn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It Doesn't make sense now. What What was the reasoning behind that anyway? I don't. Was it know. just they weren't going to give Hopkins the extension he wanted, and I, why would didn't want to deal with the headache? Why or would to Sean Watson?
0: Well, that's just it. I mean, I mean can you go to Chicago? They should have drafted him anyway. There's a lot. There's a lot of. Yeah, probably right, Trent. thought they were. There's a couple of guys they should have drafted. So anyways, back to the Packers, and hats off to Aaron Rodgers and company. That the way that they're playing, and they're going to get their weapons back at the receiver position uh, after the bye in some cases of the Lazard. I thought I saw that Sinek can say week eight for Lazard, somewhere yeah. around there, that he's got to miss some significant time. Packers are legit. You're probably right. 13-3 and three are in that neighborhood, going gonna, to uh, capture the division, whether they get a buy or not, because Seattle's pretty good good uh, as we know anyways uh, so the uh, early game last night Trent this was not the Chiefs best performance by a landslide Mm -hmm. and they still won convincingly as they got a couple of touchdowns in the fourth quarter very fortunate the pick six uh, by the honey badger went right off uh, Julian Edelman's hands I mean that was certainly um, you know nothing that uh, the quarterback Stidham had done at that point Hoyer starts he stung last play Of the first half, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have any timeouts left. They're in field goal range. What was the score at the time? Was it a 13-3, I want to say? 6-3. 6-3. So it was a very close game uh, at that time. Um, Field goal range, you know, would it have made a difference? Probably not. But you can score some points going into the locker room. Yeah, One thing you can't do is take a sack. You took a sack. (laughs) This is a veteran quarterback. Uh You can't do that, Trent. But Belichick, I think, confused the Chiefs' offense a little bit. I think that they called up some stuff that I'm not sure that Mahomes had never seen before, but it certainly seemed to hold... They didn't score their first touchdown until 40 seconds left in the third quarter. Yeah. And that... um, This is the Chiefs. This is the Chiefs. And, you know, one, one of the guys on the broadcast said might have been Nance. It might have been Roma. I'm sure it was Nance. The, the, this is the... I mean, had they gone through the third quarter without scoring a touchdown, that would have been the first time in the Andy Reid era oh, that wow. they hadn't scored a touchdown the first three quarters of a game. You know what else jumped off the page with last night, Trent? Um, and I hate to say it because you want... I'm ready to get used to a Monday night booth. Mm-hmm. I mean, listening to Nance and Romo and then turn it over to ESPN and listening to uh, to Steve Levy yeah. and Riddick, who I like and Greasy, who I like. And I like Levy too, but I like Levy and Greasy doing college football. It was a huge, huge difference in, in the uh, in the broadcast. It really was. Nance and Romo are, are A++. Uh, the Monday night crew, I don't think they're long for the booth. I really don't. And they, I mean, we got a taste of what's coming. I think it's going to be Herb Street and Fowler. That's what it needs to be. If this is your property, and that's all it is, is ESPN's got Monday Night Football, and then maybe ABC's going to get into it, you got to put your best foot forward. And that booth is a far cry from any of the others.
1: Yeah, it's going from the A-team to, Mm -hmm.
0: they're solid. They're fine.
1: But when they're played at the same time, you're exactly oh. right. It just it, it shows you the shark difference. But that's that's everybody. You can put pretty much any other booth and you're going up against Nansen and Romo, it's gonna feel that way. It's going to feel that yeah. way. It's going to or feel even that
0: Buck way. and Aikman. Yeah. Or, or or Collinsworth and Michaels. I mean they, those those It's are... Romo. It's in a big way, It's yeah. Romo. It
1: I, I've told you for years, I'm not a huge Nance on football I. fan. Nor am I. I don't think he's good. I, I really don't like him on basketball. I don't like him on golf. See, I like him at See, golf. See, I hate the way he has to kiss up the hootie. <laughs> he's dead Masters, now, right? And, <laughs> and we're going to find that uh, here in, what, about a month? Yeah, about a month. When we get the Masters. But, yeah, it's the gold standard. They they are the A team. Uh-huh. They're the one team. And it's Romo is the reason for that. I guess I didn't even catch that, but I ended up watching a lot more Yankees, Rays, yeah, I was Whatever. over there quite a bit last night, too. Yeah.
0: It was good for a while, and then the mm-hmm. bats woke up. Look, Cole got out, what was it, the fifth inning, I think. Jared mm-hmm. Cole had bases loaded and got himself off the hook there. Boy, this Yankee team, Trent, uh, they are their bats have awoken, and they are ready to go here. And so are the Astros. I mean, this is a team that nobody, if you don't live in in Houston, you hate this team, you hate what they did. I don't think we're going to see Astro's Dodgers, but that wouldn't that be apropos in yeah. a lot of ways because I don't think they're i don't think I don't to see anybody beating this Yankees team the way they're hitting the baseball hope I'm wrong astro's are they good for baseball right now? Is it good to have the villain? Yes, I absolutely. think so too. Because everybody hates them. Right,
1: it's easy to hate, and it's still the core of characters that yes. were there. Right. Uh, look at Correa yesterday he, when he was doing a couple home runs out of him. Trent, he's unrelieved. It's still Alex Bregman. It's yeah. still Springer. Jose Altuve, uh-huh. who may be at the forefront of that, a guy that was hitting ridiculous levels, and now. Well,
0: they had very a good, good day yesterday, but you're yeah. right. He had a horrible season, and, and I don't believe the first round of the playoffs he was worth a damn. Either, he was, but. No. Uh, but he was good yesterday. Drew so a we'll big see. walk
1: against the Twins.
0: <laughs> it brings you brings back yeah. memories, doesn't? Yeah, it? Yeah, I got got, got
1: some depression that's uh-huh. starting to set in there. So it's pretty simple what the networks want, right? It's Astros, Yankees, and the American yeah, League. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's Braves, Braves, Dodgers, right? For sure. You can't really make a compelling argument. I don't think for anybody. The Padres are a fun young team, mm-hmm. but that versus so are the, the Marlins. Dodgers. Yeah,
0: but that but uh, Marlins don't have the star power that the Padres
1: right, do. Even with that, uh huh. We were talking before the show today, too. The Marlins, how they got here, and just a bunch of names you don't know. And then, mm-hmm. as we're learning, and that was me learning, too, Sixto Sanchez, he comes in and trades for Mudo trade. El Mudo. Yep. They get their ace, Alcantara. Who mm-hmm. goes tonight, right? Yeah, the yep. Zuna trade mm-hmm. with the Cardinals. Jeez. Think about him with the Cardinals. Oh my. <laughs> but that's how you build your team. That's how you get to this point. They're not going to outspan people. They're going to have to do it with these youngsters and getting these power arms. They're a fun team to watch. I was, I felt bad for the Cubs fans, but I was entertained watching that Marlins squad in the first round.
0: Yeah, I was too. Trent and I'll be honest. I mean, I don't. I didn't watch them once during the regular season, but nope. and learn a lot of that roster as we're going along. By the way, the, this Cubs story and Cappy will join us tomorrow at eleven oh five. I think, Cubs uh, fans listening to us here this morning, I think that uh, this organization is on the precipice of major, major change, including Theo Epstein, who may not fulfill the final year of his contract. I guess him and Ricketts met yesterday or in the process of meeting. They've got a whole bunch of decisions with a whole bunch of core players that need contracts. Baez needs a contract uh, coming up here. So does Bryant. Um, Rizzo, um, Schwarber, my, who am I missing uh, in, in that young core? Well, in
1: Bryant, where oh. he has another year of arbitration mm-hmm. and then he's going to walk. Right. The Cubs are not going to pay him. I don't know who's going to pay him what he wants. That's a different conversation. We'll see what this season does. You, Darvish, is set. Mm hmm. Hendricks is set.
0: Other than that? Yeah, I know. kimbrel has got, what, one more year left? I, I think, think that's I right. Think one yeah. more year for Kimbrel. Yep. Uh, so Cappy will join us tomorrow at 11.05, and we've got a lot of ground to cover with Cappy because we're going talk a lot of White Sox this off season as well for the first time in a long time because they are relevant. And if you buying stock in one of the Chicago baseball teams. Pretty easy. Yeah, and it's it's, it's expensive to get right now. It's, it's no longer that uh, get-in-bottom-basement price because this team, uh, the Southsiders, are making an impact over there. So looking forward to catching up with Cappy. A lot of ground to uh, cover with him. Of course, the Thursday night NFL game as well. The Bears uh, and uh, the New England Patriots, which should be very good in its own right. So yesterday, Trent, we had so much to get to and so much Iowa State conversation that, that really dominated the Program. I meant to ask you uh, because you had uh, Ankeny, the Hawks mm-hmm. on uh, on Friday night. The Hawks and the Dragons was your game, uh, MediaCom's game of the week as well, and you did that for them. Uh, of course, the big story was with Ankeny. Was Arlen Bruce uh, was deemed to be eligible, and he saw the field for the first time. I saw all the TV stations were there five, eight, and thirteen. Understandably so, and I saw a variety of clips from the uh, from the three uh, sports reporters that were on site. He's fun to watch, isn't he? <laughs> he is, uh, you, <laughs> you can... can see why they wanted to get him on the field as bad as they did.
1: You know, he is a big, big time player. He had. Big time offers. So he's going to play at Iowa. You know, watching Ankeny from what I saw him the first time this year against Centennial, they dominated that game, mm-hmm. first game out. And watching the wide receiver group, they have, of course, Brody Brack. Yep. I think most everybody knows that name. Future Hawkeye and kid that might have a brighter future on the baseball diamond that throws at ninety seven miles an hour. But on the other side, Cade Summers, really good receiver. Their other, their third receiver is a McCullough kid who looked really good that first night then. Going into the game, he had five catches on the air. I'm like, oh boy, they haven't used him a whole lot or just haven't thrown his way very often. Six four runs well, and done much. And then he blows up as a lot of eyes were going to Bruce. And he had, I think, six catches in the game against Johnson. They're incredibly deep. The offensive line is there and for my money. Don't
0: they have another running back too that's pretty good?
1: They do, yeah. Who Kadolf is his name. Yeah. He's not a, a speedster by anyways, okay. though he had a couple of long touchdowns in the game against Johnston, but he's that bruiser. So you can use Bruce in a multitude of different ways. That's what they do. He comes in motion, they fake the jet sweep to him, or they'll give it to him on the edge, get him on wide receiver screen, just get the ball to him in space. He opens up so much now for downfield for Brecht. It's gonna be one on one coverage for him offensively. They've gone to another level. And, and I allow my mind to start to think forward. Southeast Polk, I've told you, is yep, the best clearly team. Clearly number one in your mind. And I think Ankeny is clearly number two. Uh-huh. I think that with this addition of Arlen Bruce, the offense is as, as explosive as everybody. But they do it two different ways. For Southeast Polk, it is bulk. They average 280 on the offensive line. They're big, they're tough, they're mean. And they're the same thing on their defensive front. So you got the old school way of football. Though they spread it out, and that's the offense that Southeast Boke runs. But built on the lines, and then the skill possessions of Ankeny. I mean, you talk about just a dichotomy between two styles mm-hmm. of football. It's old school, new school. I absolutely love it. And I hope we get that. And you, I don't know this as well as you do, but you can probably fill us in. What that rivalry was like, Southeast Boke oh, first, Ankeny. In the middle of the first decade of yes. this century? It was it was hated. Yes. I mean, awful. That trend. was one of the first things. When I moved here... In 2007, and getting and starting to learn a little bit about the high school scene here, uh-huh. at that time it wasn't Valley Dowling. No, people talked about at least the most bitter rivalry was Ankeny Southeast mm-hmm. Polk. There mm-hmm. was there was hatred in yes, there was. Those feelings are still there. I you still I hear that a little bit with the split of right, the school. The split made it more difficult, sure. but at least the Yankee community as a whole, both Centennial and Ankeny and Southeast Polk.
0: There's some animosity there. Yeah, no, there there isn't. There clearly was back in I don't know two thousand five, six, <laughs> seven, yes, four, yep. somewhere in that area. There, there it was, it, it was on. And it now was we pretty might good. We have a chance to maybe get that in a state championship
1: game. No, no. sign me up for that. So, so is that feasible to me? What's out east? It is uh, out east. It's hard to tell. Iowa City West is undefeated, but remember they didn't play for a few weeks. They very well are going to end the season four and oh. The regular yeah. season, so it's home hard home. to tell. And this
0: coming Friday is the final it regular is. season Friday night, yeah. right? This wow. is
1: this is the final week. Now, boy be, it flew. the Moines schools not going to be able to play.
0: You know, has there been any talk of what we threw out there the other day? The oh, I didn't
1: tell you this. Remember a couple weeks ago when they did the seven on seven? The kids put yes, that together. Yes, and you were there, and I'm yep. glad
0: you went and took put some pictures up.
1: And I uh, I talked to Coach Moore, Mitchell Moore. Yeah, and I was talking with him, and I brought up your idea, and he said. He really liked it, and he said they're still working. At that time, they were still hopeful. Maybe we can get yeah. on the field. But we know that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Right. Your idea, for people that missed it, a city championship. Five schools come together. Either mm-hmm. you know, play a regular season game and then play it off from there. You know, the Two teams get in. Yeah. Play whatever. each other. Just give the kids some football. Give them one last chance to go on the football right. field. Even if you're a team like North or Hoover or that doesn't look like they have a chance, Roosevelt would be the favorite to win this quote-unquote city oh, sure. championship
0: but still give these kids one more chance to play it's a once in a lifetime the 2020 city schools they'll never they'll never give out that trophy again yes games still need to be on friday night play them on saturday whatever it turns Absolutely. out to be
1: talk to the association say can we sanction this we know we're not in the playoffs that's fine but give these kids one final opportunity to put mm-hmm. on the pads for those seniors one last chance they got two games Trent in their senior yeah. season two had senior nights in August, right? Senior nights in August—that's what it was for so many of these kids. Give so, them one more. So more was in, huh? Yeah, he he loved the idea. How many hurdles do you have to go over to get there? But I would love to see that happen. And if it's not played till November, okay. Yeah, you can find a field.
2: Absolutely.
1: Okay, you're not going to play at the Unidome. No, play here. Right. Play to Drake Stadium. Play. Find a place to play these games. Let these kids have one more opportunity. I hope something like it's, that can happen.
0: It's three or four. It's four weeks, mm-hmm. essentially, of extra football. So they're back in school when? The 10th of November, yes, roughly? yep. So they could start on whatever that Friday is. They're done by the middle of December. They're done before school's up for, uh, for the Christmas break. Couple of weeks of games, right? If uh, you got to miss a couple of weeks of basketball mm-hmm. eh, for the for the kids that do play a couple of sports, just give them an opportunity. Come up with a trophy. Come up with a name. Somebody will sponsor it, corporate wise. Yes, of course, somebody will be behind. This. I think
1: that would be incredible for those kids. Thirty. Well, we're behind
0: teams. it. I bet you we can get this station. Behind yes, us, yes. Think? Let's
1: get this thing rolling. Thirty-six teams now will be in the four A field, so that means the first round basically twenty-eight teams are going to have a bye in four. I shouldn't in the first speak
0: round. actually. No, oh, by the way,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we'll have four four A games. There'll be a bunch of smaller classes, though, that'll have a bunch of those games in the opening round. One thing, though, it's not going to be a, a strict bracket. I saw uh, the uh, no, the Gazette had an article talking about this last week. I think it was Linder uh, had it talking about. Basically look at it as a pod system. So you're going to have these pods. When they get to 16, then it'll be rebracketed, And, of course, we'll get to the semifinals at the Unidome. So that's the way it's going to be. Very regionalized early on. What I hope, though, is we don't have something where everybody in Central Iowa is just beating up on each other. Because I don't think there's any doubt. The best five, six, maybe seven teams in 4A are from Central Iowa. Hmm. Iowa City West... We'll see. Mm-hmm. Pleasant Valley's undefeated. I think the combined record of the teams that they have beaten in their 6-0 and start is like 6-28, and something ridiculous like that. Wow. Yeah, They haven't played a real difficult schedule at this point. You can make a compelling argument. And I would hate to see everybody, because they're regionalizing it so much, just beating up around a 32 matchup between Walkie and Southeast Polk. Come on. that That's not the way that it should be. Let's hope they get it right. Fingers crossed. But regardless... Playoffs a week from
0: Friday. Wow, crazy. And there's no more like midweek. Remember they used to play, was it a Wednesday and a Monday to begin the playoffs? That was
1: when they had the 32-team bracket. Yeah, you'd play Wednesday, Monday, Friday, Friday, Friday for the five rounds. Those turnarounds, talking to coaches during that time... It was so difficult. Mm, sure. it, it was so tough on those kids. After playing a nine-game regular season, you have to get ready. The first-round game for the top-level teams was usually a pretty easy one, but we saw upsets there. We saw Southeast spoke just a couple of years ago. Remember Urbandale? What? probably about a decade ago with a young yeah, Alan a Lazar. Run. Yes, Was he a sophomore on Don't that team? Don't
0: recall, Trent, but yes. Travis
1: Perry, who played in yeah, Iowa, right. he was on that squad. He was hurt during the year. They made a run all the way to the quarterfinals. I think they were 3-6 and six in the regular season and pulled a couple of offsets to get to the quarterfinals. So those things can happen, and we've seen that in the past, but they're going to be fun. going to be a lot different, feel a lot different, hmm. but 2020
0: feels a lot different, does it not? It does. All right, uh, Matt Snyder coming up. We're going to talk some baseball with him. we got a busy day. I mean, all four games today, starting at what? 1 o'clock, I want to say? 1 o'clock, yeah, that's
1: right. The first game is the Marlins and the Braves, and it'll be Max Fried on the bump opposite Alcantara, as we talked about him a little bit earlier. Pretty good pitching matchups to
0: get things started. Yeah, indeed, including Valdez, who came in in relief against your Twins. And looked as though he wasn't going to be long for that game and ended up finishing that game and got the win. It's time for another $1,000 handoff. Mr. Brewing and Ankeny sponsors this. We ask that you text the keyword BANK to 200. 200 right now, it's your chance to win $1,000. BANK. To 200-200.
2: You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest.
0: Hi, Miller and Condon with you until noon. Matt Snyder, and then in the 11 o'clock hour, John Walters, the voice of Iowa State. Zuba Mahente not here today with us, uh, but Frank Schwab from uh, Yahoo Sports will be. What were you going to say, sir?
1: Well, uh, for our new listeners that maybe hadn't heard the contest in the past, this is just what you said there. It's really simple. You just text. Yeah. That's all you have to do. There's no signing up. And there's no email address. There's nothing like that. All you do is text the keyword each and every hour to the people and uh, got a chance to win $1,000. We've had winners on KXNO. Mm-hmm. Not on the show yet. We have not. Well, fingers crossed we're going to be able to get there. All you have to do, get out that phone. I know it's right next to you. Text <laughs> the keyword.
0: And you are in. entered to win that $1,000. That keyword is bank to 200, 200. Miller and Condon back after this timeout. We'll talk baseball with Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 kicks and 0 and 106. All right, just past 10.30 Tuesday morning. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM, 11 o'clock hour. Voice of Iowa State, John Walters, will join us. So will Frank Schwab from yahoosports.com. He's the NFL guy over there. Look forward to catching up with Frankie's He's a Wisconsin grad. Uh, Badgers and the Hawks We don't hold it against him We don't, he's a good man no, Maybe so, sometimes I do after another Badger after, yeah, the They Hawks, pick it. you off again Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com Talks baseball with us We're grateful to have him back on As we are uh, on the cusp of a busy, busy day All four division series in action today The American League got underway yesterday With a couple of fun games Matt Trent Condon, Ken Miller Thank you as always for uh, coming back on our show How are you?
2: Hey I'm good. Uh, looking forward to the four games. Not quite as awesome as the the eight. Right. but a little yeah. less hectic. It'll be a lot easier to pay attention to everything.
0: I, I'm with you. It was uh, it was almost overkill, but it, but it was fun nonetheless, and today will be as well. You know, the, the more we watch these Astros get their act together and certainly their bats were alive yesterday and we we love the fact that the Rays and the Yankees, and they hate each other and certainly the A's and the Astros and they hate each other. Uh, I think the Astros making a run in this thing, I mean, perfect world. How about how good would Dodger and Astros be based on their World Series history before, but I think that the baseball needs a villain. Matt is where I'm going, and they certainly have one in the Astros. That they look like they may stick around for a while.
2: Yeah, I mean, isn't the Evil Empire enough with the Yankees? <laughs> like, do we really need the the cheaters to keep advancing? Like, I don't know, man. I I they're they're annoying the, the ever living crap out of me uh, with with Carlos Correa just going off and. Yep. Running his mouth about winning a three game series in in the first round, and it, Josh Reddick talking about how we thought there were going to be more protesters outside Dodger Stadium when they got there. Like, seriously, are you guys that desperate to be relevant <laughs> to be hated? Uh In the Lance McCullers quote from last night, how they don't have a bunch of big names. Like, what really? The Astros don't have a bunch of big names who get paid a lot. W- what world are we living in here? Uh I'd rather see him get knocked out, but. Um, you know, it was a fun game yesterday, uh, and to see all that power from both sides. I mean, the ball was flying. You saw one of the home runs, it showed McCullers, like, are you kidding me? And just to, to watch Springer go back on a, a few of the home runs uh, by the A's, you could see he was drifting, 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 and then ran out of room. So if the ball is going to carry like that, I think we're in for a really fun series.
1: Four games today. We'll get to see game two of both the DSs in the American League. Let's jump to what we saw with the Yankees last night. The bats have come Oof. alive. Now you got Stanton hitting. Yeah. Of course, we saw Judge in the opening round how well he swung it, at least on a couple of home runs that he had. Hicks on a and of on big and hits. on. He got Cole at the top. Tanaka, who's been outstanding in his career in the playoffs. And we know about the back end of the bullpen. They're certainly the favorites, I would say, in the American League. How big of favorites would you put them now after taking game one?
2: Yeah, they are. I, I still wouldn't uh, count out the Rays at all. I mean, they were 40-20 and 20 in the regular season. They went 8-2 against the Yankees, so they really dominated that series until last night. Um, but, yeah, it's it's funny to say it, it seems like David versus Goliath with the mm-hmm. Rays being the David when They were the team that dominated the regular season, but it's just when you just watch the game last night and you look at the lineups and you see the kind of firepower the Yankees have, I still – it does feel like David versus Goliath here, and it's just the Yankees weren't healthy first stretch, and that's when they lost a lot of games Now, They they were healthy here the last week and a half of the regular season, and they played terribly, but maybe they were just waiting to get to the playoffs. I mean, Aaron Judge even made the comment a, a few days ago, like, uh, the, the regular season was just spring training for us, the, the playoffs are the actual season. Like, maybe they really did just look at it like that, and now they're awake. I mean, it's, look, they scored 12, 10, and 9 runs in games – Started by Shane Bieber, Carlos Carrasco <laughs> and Blake Snell Jeez. and those are teams with good bullpens too. So how do you keep this offense down? I don't know if you can't. I'm with you. Let's get to the National League.
0: I'm um... Cautiously optimistic that that Miami's going to give Atlanta a series here. I'll I'll be honest with you, Matt. Uh, just I didn't see a lot of the Marlins. I don't think I saw them until the Cubs series, and yeah. then was blown away how much young talent they have, especially you know the starting pitching was outstanding. We'll see Alcantara to, uh, today. Um, I'm not saying his name right there, anyways, but you know who I mean, El Alcantara. Castro. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. he was out, but he's going up against Freed. Can this Miami team? And we don't I mean the country doesn't know for the most part who they are. Yeah.
2: can they can they can they
0: give the Braves a series?
2: They can. Um, I, I definitely don't want to count them out after the series they had to have over how much they had to overcome that time off, how many guys they had to sign from off the scrap heap. They had to kind of patchwork so much. I loved that they were aggressive at the trade deadline to go out and get Starling Marte, but they don't have Marte for this series. Right. It looks like going to have to be Mag- Magnus Sierra uh Monty Harrison, Lewis Brinson in center field. That's a big downgrade. Even though even though Marte hadn't hit a ton since he came over, he still has the upside of he's Starling Marte. He's a he's a twenty twenty guy. He's an all star. Now you're you're going to a bunch of replacement level players in his spot. I I'm just not seeing a path to them realistically winning the series. Now the good news for them is it's only five games and not mm-hmm. seven. Um, that, that Cubs team, the offense was broken. Awesome. I, I do a gambling picks every day, and I picked the under in both of those games and won easily just because I was like, they, they can't hit it. And I like Hendricks and Darvish to pitch well against them. Likewise, for the start of this series, I like Freed to pitch well. I like Ian Anderson to pitch well. The Braves have a quality bullpen. I think they're going to be able to hold the Marlins' offense down, say for maybe an outburst or two like they had with the five-run inning against the Cubs. Uh, but overall, the Braves' offense is just yeah. When you've got Freeman going the way he's going, when you've got Marcelo Zuna going the way he's going, Ronald Acuna is starting to kind of heat up. I think they just have too much firepower for the Marlins. Beat them three times out of five. i I'm just They just beat him three or four here about a week and a half ago. I, I, I like the Braves. I, I don't think it'll be tough. But it would be foolish to, to completely write off the Marlins. So I'll just say like Braves in five. I just I'm not seeing the Marlins getting a win here.
1: I think the most intriguing of these DSs is the last one to talk about here: Padres, Dodgers. Oh baby, young yeah. team against the the behemoth that is the Dodgers and the way they spend money. And Clevenger and, gets the start. Did you see that, Jace Tingler? Yeah. Before that, just without having Clevenger out there, without having lament in the first round, putting together bullpen games and to get past the Cardinals after losing game one. Tingler took a lot of guff after what happened with the Grand Slam, and and we heard uh, went on and on and on about that. Mm-hmm. Credit to him for getting this team and, and getting them to the next round.
2: Yeah, and let's be clear, as well he should have. Uh, he's a new manager, yep. so I guess, we'll, I guess we'll let that slide. It was early in the year. I was against his old boss. But, yeah, I mean, that's your superstar Absolutely. player. You've got to get his back publicly, even if you want to give him a tongue lashing in private. You don't publicly go against him. But it was a while ago. They've rallied together as a team. They have so much swagger. Like, I feel like they kept getting a bunch of guys on base, and they couldn't come through and get the big hit. And then they had the Tatis 3 run homer, followed by Machado home run to tie it up. And then you felt like they got their swagger back. Like, okay, there's no reason to be nervous in the playoffs anymore. They were, they're were they new to the playoffs as a team. The Cardinals jumped on them in the first inning of game one, which I believe it was on your show. I said that was the Cardinals' pathway, mm-hmm. wasn't it? I said they had to jump on them early, and they did. Padres started hanging their heads a little bit, but once they got that, those home runs, I think they're back. And to, to go out and win a game and hold the Cardinals down completely, where the night before your manager said, I have no idea when asked who he was going to start the next day, and they pieced it together and they won. I feel like they're in such a good place. I wish they had Dino from LeMet fully healthy yeah. so they could have their pair of aces to go up against Bueller and Kershaw of the Dodgers. This is a tall order. Um, I I expect the Dodgers to win, but this could also be one of those things where you see like a torch passing, maybe a year early, like maybe in 2015, when the Cubs, a young up and coming group knocked off the 101 Cardinals, uh, you could see something like that here. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this series. I wish it wasn't on so late, but hey, I'm going to be up anyway, so whatever.
0: <laughs> uh, Matt Snyder, CBS CBSSports.com uh, is our guest. Matt, uh, you, you touched on the Cubs a second ago, briefly. Uh, to me, this is obviously one of the, one of the bigger stories of the offseason, right? I don't think that yeah. who's ever in charge, and I'm not sure it's going to be Theo, sounds like maybe he might want to get out a a, uh, a year before his contract is up. I know that him and Ricketts apparently are having their end-of-season meeting, and we don't don't know what's come of it or not, but when you look at what uh, what's pending here, uh, not only with uh, uh, with Theo walking out the door, uh, potentially, the star power and the core of that team is, is about to change. This is one of the bigger off-season stories in my mind.
2: Yeah, it is. Um, it was only sixty games, but I, I just, if it was longer, I, I just, I wanted, to, I, I feel like it was going to get way worse because they started thirteen and three, they were under five hundred after that. Um, and you look at the offense, uh, 13th in the National League in average, 10th in on-base, 12th in slugging, 10th in runs scored. I, I always think about on the – I know the Moneyball movie isn't completely realistic and a lot of it's fictionalized, but I, one of the things I always go back to is when he Billy Bean, the Brad Pitt uh, character, says, uh, if he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? And I see so many of these players and, like, all right, I know it was only 60 games, but, I mean, you've got – Contreras and Rizzo hitting around league average, Forber mm-hmm. well below league average, Javier Baez was terrible, Chris Bryant was terrible for the most part, though he was banked up. At some point, the group's just broken, and you don't really have a DJ LeMahieu type where he's going to make a lot of contact and hit for high average. Um, you almost wonder, should they have held on to Tommy Lestella and made him an everyday player? If that, mm-hmm. Maybe that would have worked at the top of the order there. There's just something with this mix that's wrong, and it just seems like it needs to be broken up. You've got Rizzo with an option for next year. You've got John Lester with an option for next year that they're surely not going to pick up. Uh, Baez, Schwarber, Bryant, all three agents after next year. Contreras, three agent after 2022. Um, It seems like we're at a crossroads with this group, and they probably need to start transitioning. You're not going to have a radical rebuild here. Um, you've got guys like Happ and Bodie who you can hold over, but it seems like this needs to be the start of a transition to like a new nucleus.
0: Did this? Did they get enough out of this group? I know that they've, they'll always have 2016, and it broke yeah. that. Uh, I mean, they'll they'll always have that, but this team looked as though you know what, 2016, let's talk about 17, they're not going anywhere in 18. I thought that this team was maybe not going to win back-to-back, but was certainly going to get back there. I know that they're in the playoffs seemingly every year but one. But did they get enough
2: from them? That's a tough question to answer because sitting in here and now, you feel like the answer is no. Maybe we all got ahead of ourselves after 2016. I remember being on a show where I said I thought the group could win three titles, maybe more, And in hindsight, I'm like, man, that was just, why was I being so greedy? I wanted just to see one my whole life. Mm -hmm. They won one. And I I wonder if the sequencing was different. Like, if we would have said from 2015 through 2020, they're going to go to the playoffs five times, they're going to win the division three times, they're going to win three NLCSs, and they're going to win the World Series once. Is that success with this group? My gosh, the answer has to be yes, For sure,
0: absolutely. It it has
2: to be yes. So I just wonder if it was sequenced differently. Mm -hmm. It was just... The 2015 getting to the NLCS with that young group, so so many rookies, so many young performers, and being so excited, then winning in 2016. And then there's a World Series hanger, but they make the NLCS in 2017. I just, if those would have been like the last three years instead of the first three, maybe we would be totally looking at it differently.
1: Let's go to another team that flamed out in the playoffs from the Midwest, the other central champion, the Twins. Listening to Falvey and Levine, it doesn't sound like they're just going to run things back, that there's still going to be more that they're going to do in trying to build a team that will win in the playoffs. You score one run, not going to win many playoff games. But what's next? What do you look at this Twins team as they look to rebuild on the fly?
2: It, that's tough, man. I mean, it's it's only two games, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I, you just when you see plays, I think we talked about this last week on this show as well, like with, with that the Polanco third to second. Ugh at some point you start to wonder, is it taking on a life of its own? And are the players starting to think, wow, maybe we really are like cursed in the playoffs or something. So I, I don't have any good answers on that one. I mean, it, just to run it back when you've got aging guys like Nelson Cruz and Josh Donaldson, it's tough because you don't know when it, when father time is going to completely come for them. Uh, he, he, by the same token, they have a lot of young talent. And it seems like the front office really has done a good job in getting the team to, to where it's, the best way to judge front offices for me is the regular season because it's a marathon, and I know this year wasn't as much of a marathon as usual, but it, the playoffs are such small samples, and generally they've been getting dismantled by the Yankees in the postseason. Now this year was different. You really thought they were going to beat the Astros, but the Astros have so much postseason pedigree. Mm-hmm. It, it's tough to to balance let's try to be smart and level-headed about this against, my gosh, it's 18 playoff games in a row, so they have the
0: work cut out for them. I don't have a good answer on how to proceed forward. Trent's just shaking his head it's over b- here. Baff- yeah, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, the 18 in a row got him and tripped his trigger a little bit. <laughs> Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Matt, thank you. We'll uh, hopefully catch up with you before uh, the championship series. Thank you. Our, uh, we appreciate you coming right, on. have a good one, guys. You do the same. Good to talk to you, Matt Snyder, as we talk a little MLB. Saw an article yesterday from Forbes talking
1: about the regional numbers. for. How about each Forbes, the by teams? the way? Really making an impact yeah. in sports. And it's stuff that I enjoy. I like that business side yeah. and TV numbers and things like that. Overall, four point two percent increase for all the regionals, all thirty regional. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Of course, who do you anticipate big drops? The Red Sox at the forefront. Oh of that. sure, yeah. I think it was like sixty-two percent drop. Not when you're that awful and you're normally that good, you certainly understand that. Mariners, Angels, Pirates were the other ones that saw a big decreases. Your biggest growths. Take a guess. Who had the biggest
0: growth? Uh, well, can you? will you give me one second? Yes, yes. Uh, so this would surprise me by this. So who had the biggest growth in viewership? I don't think dealership? it'll surprise you. Um, um, Tampa? No. White Sox. Of course,
1: yeah. White Sox, A's. And that's a good crew. Giants, all with increases. Another one in the top four, the Dodgers, because they got their deal with DirecTV. Uh-huh. Oh, not only are they good. How did, people are can actually Blue, see it. Are the Blue Jays
0: even listed in that?
1: They uh, they talked about it a little bit later in the article. Obviously, much more difficult to get those mm-hmm. numbers, but a sizable increase, up twenty three percent, and reached uh, overall. Nine point eight million Canadians over the course of their season. Twenty seven percent of the population tuned into a Blue Jays game uh, during the, the sixty the Buffalo game
0: Blue row. Jays. <laughs> the Buffalo Blue. All Jays. right, we'll take a time out. Come back and finish the hour. We are here until noon. John Walters will be here in fifteen minutes or thereabouts. We will start hour number two, uh, talking Iowa State with John Walters. Oklahoma State gets Baylor the week before the twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. Iowa State's off on the seventeenth. Oklahoma State will be in Waco for a night game. Uh, ABC's got that one. Oklahoma State love trend from yesterday. Yeah. It's it's everywhere. Trying to fit them into the playoff. This is clearly the best team in the Big Twelve. Spencer Sanders is a big part of that. He is. Although that kid's done a pretty nice job. That uh, what's against his name? Kansas? Ill, yeah, they played West Virginia and Kansas. Iowa State is played need, TCU. If they Oklahoma. are going to be a playoff team, they need Spencer Sanders. They do. They yeah. need
1: to be healthy. and They need to be good. Yeah, which wasn't always the case last year either.
0: Right. There Wallace is back, that receiver, and he's mm-hmm. he's gifted. Yes. Uh, we'll take a time out. Uh, John Walters, eleven o five, and then Frank Schwab. More NFL conversation at some point maybe if we have some time. I want to know what you think of Joe Burrow and where you put him already. In the, okay. In, in four games into his NFL career, Frank uh, Frank uh, Frank Schwab. Jeff Hughes tweeted this earlier. The lack of franchise quarterbacks in the league. 32 teams. I mean, How many franchise quarterbacks? Can you find 10 French? I mean, okay. Other than Drew Locke, is there nine others? Drew Locke. Brett Rippon, is that going to be next? <laughs> I had to have a little credibility. Okay, Come on. Right here. Uh With you until noon, 1460 kicks, know one of... Sports Station fourteen sixty KXNO 106.3 and FM, uh, with you here until noon. Another keyword coming up at about oh, eleven twenty. Right at the uh, when we finish up with John Walters in the uh, next hour, eleven twenty or so, give you another opportunity as we well. This promotion runs about six weeks. Mistress Brewing uh, is the sponsor uh, of that. I see that there was a, a meeting amongst the uh, some of the NCAA people yesterday. Mm-hmm. Basketball might be getting a free year as well, as far. Oh, really? As, yes, as far as um, you know, eligibility wise, is that going to be trickle down to wrestling? I track think and all field? of them, Trent. I think. Yeah. I mean, how can you? How can you do one sport not the others? Right mm. when when it comes to this, because it's it's entirely different. These kids are not getting the senior year or the junior year, the sophomore freshman year mm-hmm. that they anticipated, and the schools are asking a lot of them to play. You know, during uh, during a pandemic, so I think it's only fair. You know, one of the so Luca's coming back for another year's, my yeah, another year right. with Luca win yeah. a national championship right. and then look for back, back to back. backwards. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I asked about wrestling because of Spencer Lee oh, on sure. his way to his third straight title last year, dominating everybody, yep. chance to be a four timer, and if there isn't another year of eligibility, granted, he would end this year his senior year with a national championship, but just be a three timer. You'd love to see a guy like that get a chance mm-hmm. for a four. So if it does play out in that direction, that would obviously happen. So Bohannon
0: gets another year. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, Owen. There's a lot of guys just going to say enough. Nope. Right, right. College, it was fun. I had a blast. But I mean, I guess some guys would be tempted, right? Well, I'm think anxious about, to see what happens in football. Yeah. Well, and, and scholarship numbers and how they're All going right. to
1: be able to do that. Are you, are you looking at a recruiting class that instead of the 2025 20, you normally sign – we can only sign twelve here this mm-hmm. year because we got a bunch of guys coming back, and again, those decisions football, the physicality of it that adds an extra layer if you don't see a future at the next level, all right, do I really need to put my body through another year pounding to be a special teamer you know, to be yeah play twelve snaps a game you know, that kind of thing. you have to weigh that, and I'm sure a lot of those guys are gonna have that decision weighing it, and also the other side, hey, we sorry, you got your five years, you got your Got your diploma. Needed to hit the bricks. <laughs> we got kids coming in that right. we think have a brighter just, future, too. That's
0: just it. I mean, it's it's there, there's so, so many tentacles of this. We'll, we'll we'll see how it plays out anyways. You were uh, talking about franchise quarterbacks. Yeah, I want to do so maybe after John before Frank Schwab. Okay. Uh, did you look during the break? Did you add him up?
1: Or? Well, th- this is what I want to get because as I was kind of going through a list.
0: Yeah. Franchise quarterback. So that is... Somebody that's going to take your team and lead them for the next decade. So it's not Tom Brady? No. It's not Drew Brees? No. So those it's not guys Ben are Roethlisberger.
1: Out. Ten might be a lot. How about we put it next seven years? Something okay, like that. Okay, next even, seven.
0: Even Aaron Rodgers, you probably wouldn't put on that list for a decade. Boy, and I don't want to throw him out of this conversation, right. Trent.
1: Even next
0: five? five? Yes,
1: five. Five. Are you sure you want to throw Brady out at Five.
0: Yeah, I mean Brady had a Brady had a good second half this past weekend. The first half wasn't his best body of work. Um, but you have this quarterback
1: the next 5 years and you got him at a say decent rate. It's not a rookie-scale rate, mm-hmm. but it's also not $35 million. But maybe
0: he needs to get paid at some point during this next time. Oh, okay. So like, has- like a Josh Allen. I mean, yes. he's gonna, he's a franchise quarterback. I don't think mm-hmm. and, and there's no two ways about it. This guy's—well, we'll well, save that because I think this could be a fun conversation. And I got there thinking about Joe Burrow because, Trent, as I told you a couple of weeks ago, I can't get enough of this kid.
1: Schedule's really tough going forward. They're going to lose some games, but he's He gonna, doesn't
0: look like a rookie. And that offensive line is brutal. He's still making plays. If he doesn't get killed. Right. Yeah, um, Baker Mayfield. Well, we'll discuss that later on. Miller and Condon with you for one more hour. Another keyword coming up about eleven twenty. John Walters kicks off hour number two. We're on Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty KXNO and one hundred six point three FM.